Hey everyone, it's time for another Trilotastic Pete minicast. Woo! And I've been playing stuff. So, uh, first things first, I'll start by saying that uh, my girlfriend was over and she finished Flower. Uh, for those of you who listened to one of the Tri Games podcasts, I mentioned that she had started playing and she made it through the first three levels. Um, it was around Valentine's Day, and so she was over recently, and she finished the last three levels. And she greatly enjoyed the game as well. She didn't really like look into the whole undertones and message of it or anything, other than she she obviously recognized the whole you know uh, alternative energy sources, you know, like Mother Nature triumphing over uh, like other stuff, like in industrial stuff or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, she got caught that obviously but I mean she wasn't really like looking for any kind of like message or anything she was just enjoying the game mechanics but even just in that she really enjoyed the game uh and so I know I said I wasn't going to mention it anymore but I figured I would just say that uh and so I guess she gives it two thumbs up as well or at least, well I don't know if she gives it two thumbs up but she really enjoyed it so other than that what else have I been playing let's see uh what have I been playing because that was her Ooh, uh I have been playing games. I've been playing new games. Um, what did I play? I didn't get a chance to play Killer7 yet, which I mentioned in my last trial of Bite, but I'm hoping to get to play that soon. I Did I play anything on PSN? I don't know if I did, except for I obviously have probably played more Street Fighter since the last time we talked. Um, if I did, I had more fun with it. I don't have anything significant to add, though, because I can't really remember... If I did play it since the last Trilobite, I'm getting all confused because sometimes we don't record the podcast, sometimes we do, and like then there's these things and they don't always go up at the set time. So uh, everyone needs to yell at Austin and tell him to get on a better schedule with putting these things up and things like that, so I can keep track of where shit is. Um, but okay, so games I know I played besides WoW would be I definitely played World of Goo. I finally picked it up for myself on Steam. It was one of those Steam weekend sale things, and the game was only five bucks. So I was like, "Hell, I'm hell yeah, I'm buying it." I'm I wasn't gonna even I didn't even think twice about it. As soon as I saw five bucks, I just went ahead and p- purchased it. Um, so I played like through the first two chapters of that, and that game is a lot of fun. Although I think I mean I'm only in the first two chapters, but the game seems short because I think there's only like five chapters overall or something like that, and the story is kind of weird and crazy um but interesting the puzzles themselves are to me seem rather small um it's like the way the game is played is you have these goo ball things and you have to like connect them to each other and eventually try to just build a chain like different goo balls have different properties but you eventually want to build a chain across the the level to get to a pipe and once you get a goo ball close enough the pipe will suck <laughs> the pipe will suck it <laughs> um and then all the other goo balls that aren't actually attached to the chain that are just kind of free floating on the chain will get sucked up into the pipe and you got to that's how you complete the levels um the levels are rather so far have been rather small and the solutions have seemed rather simple. It's just a matter of actually that the most challenge from the game comes from uh, like making sure you act- you grab the correct goo ball that you want to grab because it's easy to because uh, it works on mouse over. Like you don't like really select. You kind of mouse over, and that's what targets. And like since these other goo balls are constantly like moving around your chain of connected ones, they're always getting in the way, and it's a real hassle. But 
th that's ju these are just minor complaints actually because so far I'm actually enjoying the game. Um, I'm actually having a lot of fun with it, and for five bucks, I'm definitely glad I bought it. Um, fifteen, I don't know. I actually think it's like fifteen or twenty in stores and regular price on Steam. I don't know if it's worth that yet or not. Maybe once I finish it, I'll be able to tell you. Uh, if I had paid full price for it, I probably still would have been okay with that. But I am glad I got it for five bucks. And I'm enjoying it, and I'll let you know more about it once I play through more. But so far, it seems like crazy off-the-wall story and interesting, if yet simple, puzzles. Um, but, you know, the game the game made me realize that I really wish they would, like, somebody would... They, like, even these guys could probably do it. Just somebody needs to create a new uh, Incredible Machine game. Because those games were awesome, and those were very... Like, the puzzles in that could have been... Could get to extremely difficult uh, problem-solving stuff, yeah. So anyway, okay, other than that, I played... Well, I did something, because I'm crazy and do things like this. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say it. I am now on my third DS Lite. Uh, it, third or fourth? I think it's third. I don't know. I've gone through so many DS Lights. Uh, but yeah, I went ahead and picked up another one, because I wanted a game for it. And I... Yeah, so... I traded in stuff too. I actually, I'll, I'll be upfront about it. Full disclosure: I traded in Fallout 3 without having beaten it, and I traded in Little Big Planet. Um, yes, the game that I raved and raved and raved about on my own podcast, and um, probably even a little bit on maybe some of Try Game stuff. I don't remember, but yeah, I traded it in because um, basically, since I've been playing WoW, I haven't played either of those games, and it's like they're sitting around. They're not being used, and if I can get some money to, like, I want to do, I want to play something that I don't have, so if there's an easy way for me to get that thing that I don't have, I'm going to take that opportunity. And just, I justified it by saying, you know, I'm not playing these games. If I can still get $20 or more for them, uh, it's better than, you know, having to pay full price for the DS. So that's what I did. I wound up trading in those two games. Um, maybe someday in the future again I'll get them, but uh, I think for... Uh, console games. I'm thinking about just when I'm ready to play something. I think I'll just start up, maybe start up GameFly, or mostly well, I don't know about GameFly because I know that there's people have problems with it. But I might look into some sort of rental service when, when and if I want to uh, play a disc-based console game. Because I really, ever since I started, like I don't know, since all the good stuff seems to be coming out on PSN, I keep thinking to myself, you know, I can just buy these games on, buy the games that come out on PSN and try to ignore retail like console games for the meantime, especially since I don't have the time to play them. I hope that like at least Sony will take a cue from I don't know how sales were for the downloadable version of Burnout on the PSN, but I hope it was good enough that they're willing to try it with more things. Like there are so many games that I would I would just have bought if they were on like the PlayStation Network as opposed to retail. Like even a probably full value like Burnout when it was released was released for thirty bucks because that, that's because it was already a year old. But if they put out like say something like Skate Two, imagine if Skate Two came out on PSN the same time. Like 360 isn't doing full games yet, so I'm not using that as an example. And plus the fact that I don't have it. But uh, if Skate Two had come out on PSN the same day it hit retail release, or even like even a few months after. I mean, because now it's like it is a few months after, and I still don't have the game. If it was dropped on there even at sixty bucks, I probably would on a whim just purchase it I'd be like fuck it I'll buy it because um, I'm all about digital stuff I mean and then it's 
there permanently, and the only way I lose that game, I can't trade it in. The only way I lose that game is if I decide to sell off my system. Um, kind of like what happened with all those Xbox 360 arcade games that I bought. But yeah, but I mean, those games, even in their, even in that sense, are still mine because if I ever get a 360 again, I can re-download those games, and that I do own them. Um, and I like the fact that it stops me from trading things in. But anyway, my point being that. Uh, Aside from a few PS3 games on the horizon, I can't really think of much that I need to buy retail. Like, obviously, Final Fantasy XIII I'm going to want to play. And the only other game I can think of on the PS3 that I'm super psyched about is Heavy Rain. Um, so, you know, Heavy Rain seemed like th- that might... See, that's a PS3 exclusive, uh, but there's a chance... I mean, maybe there's a chance that it could come to PC platforms eventually as well. Uh, I would... I'd probably just play it on the, on the PS3, but I could rent it. It's definitely a single player only game, so I rent do like game say I game fly it. Uh even if I game fly it for 2 months, it's 30 bucks. Um and that's about what I would get in trade like if I beat a game if I were to okay, I'm trying to like over explain this, but you know, if I got the game, beat it in a month or so and then trade it in, I'd probably get about 30 bucks for it anyway. So like I would have basically have spent, you know, I say my point being that I would have spent the extra 30, which would have been lost. So if that's going to be spent anyway, I might as well just buy the game for 30. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, that's my point is that, uh, traded in those games to get the, yeah, back to the original part of the story, which is I traded in those games to get the DS Lite. And I was pissed because apparently they discontinued the white one. I really like the white one. Not because I'm racist, blah, but just because I, I don't know. I like the white one. I thought it looked cool. Um, and I got a silver one. I'm looking at it now, which doesn't look that bad. Uh, it actually, it, it looks pretty cool. Um, they had the red one with the black bottom, which I, it's all right. I don't like split color ones though. If it was like the, if they had the full red one, I would have liked that. But yeah. Uh, so I have a silver DS Lite, and the game I picked up, which is you know the important part of the story, is I picked up Retro Game Challenge. Um, I got this game because I've been hearing a lot about it on various podcasts recently, and not all glowing things, but everyone who's been playing it seems to have been saying that, you know, while it's not like a gr- like an overly great game, it is fun, and if you're into the kind of game it's presenting, it it is an enjoyable experience. So what it is in my... I'm going to try to explain it as best I can. I've only played a very little bit of it so far. I've heard a lot more about it than I've experienced about of it for myself. But um, you're basically... Uh, like, it's based on this Japanese show called I think it's called Game Center CX. That's a that's a raw off the top of my head a guess. But uh, anyway, the guy who it, it's kind of like the, that show was about a guy who plays retro games. It's a Japanese guy who plays retro games and apparently is really bad at them. And it's like I guess done for comedic effect or something. Um, but it's also cool because he plays like a ton of retro games. So this game is based on the idea of that show. Where the guy from that show, I guess, uh, has decided to send you back in time to compete against his child self in games. Um, it's really weird. Like I don't know, but uh, I got uh, my little self character was in a living room with uh, his little kid character, and we we're just chilling and playing games. Um, <laughs> so, and all the games and all the games in uh, Retro Game Challenge are basically mock-ups or like. I don't want to say spoofs because they don't really like they're not making fun of, but they're um, they're fake retro games based on like real genres and real game types. Like the first game I got is called Cosmic Gate, and uh, I think Xevious is the correct game that it's 
taking off of, I'm pretty sure, where it's like, uh, kind of like Space Invaders, but not, it's more Xevious, where like you got the ship on the bottom going left and right, and then uh, alien swarms up top uh, coming down at you, but they like swarm in from the side of the screen in weird patterns and stuff. Uh, and it's so it's not the exact game, it's not the exact retro game, but it's very similar. And there are apparently other games in here that are like, like they're all full games. They're like, it's as if somebody just decided, hey, I'm gonna, you know, make a like bootleg version of a popular game. And I know there's other genres in here, like fighting games, I think racing game, uh, and a full-fledged RPG is what I hear. Um, that apparently is sort of Dragon Questy. I'm not sure. I'll find out when I get to it. But anyway, the way the game works is you get uh, the the future guy. Uh, presents you with a challenge like the first I've only done one so far and my challenge was to beat to get through the fifth stage of this Xevious style game without uh, like just get through the fifth stage I don't think I think I was allowed to die but yeah just get past the fifth stage and you can't use these things there's warp gates in the game you're not allowed to use those I think um, but uh, yeah so like you beat the challenge and then it's basically the way it's presented is, is is like in your head you kind of have to think about it like if you were just like sitting around with a friend like just you and a buddy were sitting around playing games and you said instead of like just playing the game you're like hey I want to see if you can do this in the game you know like get this many points or do this particular like trick or feat or you know try this thing like uh, when me and Charlie were playing GTA, we, uh, like, Charlie's not really a GTA guy, we were playing GTA 4 at one time, and he's not really into the whole story and stuff, uh, so we were just sitting around, I was like, well, let's just think of stuff for each other to do, like, I think one of them was, I told him, he picked up, he, he grabbed a car with some woman in the passenger seat, and I told him his goal was to get to any body of water, and get her to, like, exit the car into the water, and I don't remember if he was able to do it or not because I think he, I think he drove the car off the, the edge and it, it fell in the water. Um, but yeah, it's just like stuff like that, you know, emergent gameplay kind of stuff. Um, that's what I'm describing, but that's not exactly what this game is. But I'm trying to give you an idea of what the feeling of the game is. Uh, that's what it kind of feels like watching these two kids, you know, sit in a room and play games and you're doing these challenges. And then the game also has other things that are cool and that kind of parody real life and the the time frame it's uh taking place in 1984 um which uh i think <laughs> i think they expected the I, mean, I don't know if they expected the audience for this game to be younger or older cuz it don't like if i remember it almost seemed like they were acting like i wasn't born in 1984 when i would have actually the date they present the game i would have been very close to being 3 years old by that point um i think it's like november or something 1984 uh but, yeah, so, um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah, so there's other things that parody the time frame. Like, there's, uh, like, the kid had in the game has game magazines for this company called, like, this game magazine called Game Fan, um, which apparently is a real magazine, which I've never read. But uh, it's not apparently that magazine. It's just, it was meant to be a parody. And from what I hear, it's it's got, like, parody editors from, like, basically from EGM, uh, like a lot of them are in it. Uh, like uh, Milky uh, is uh, what the hell is it? I know Milky's real name and I can't remember it now. Um, uh, James Milky was yeah, duh. yeah. It's this James Milky God. I like totally went blank there. Anyway, um, he's in there. I think uh, and they all parody name like his name is Milkman or something like that. Um, and then uh, Dan Shu is in there as Dan Sock and uh, um. 
John Davidson, for people who know him, is in there. I think it's Johnny England or something like that. And so they got people like, like they do that. Like those are editors in this fake magazine in the game. And then you can read the magazine and get tips and tricks and like actually cheat codes that you can use in the games and stuff. So I don't know. It seems like it could be like a cool, it seems like, a, I don't know, like a cool overall experience. While the games themselves may not be the greatest thing in it, which I don't know yet because I haven't played too many of them. Um, but I, don't, I already don't like the Zevia style game just because I'm not into that particular style of game um but i like what they did with it and i like the way it was presented and stuff and i like doing the challenge uh and just so you know the challenges are like at least so far the first one i did is it's a kind of a little bit in depth and a little takes a little bit of time it's not something like a warioware game where they're micro um mini games or something like that uh i'd still consider it like kind of like a mini game but it's not like so super fast it, i mean the first one took me like i think a minute to complete um I don't know what it's going to be like when I get to like the RPG game and stuff. But then you can unlock the games that you can free play and basically play through the entire game like it yourself because it is an entirely completed game from what I hear. Uh, again, I'll have to exp I'll have to talk about this more maybe in a couple of weeks or so when I've played through the game some more. And I can give a better impression of it. But, I mean, from everything I heard about it, I just like was jonesing to play it. And that was what got me to just go ahead and take the dive and buy it myself another DS Lite. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Uh, then there, of course there's wow. I don't really have any wow stories. Um, I can give a quick one. Uh, I don't cause, because my girlfriend was, uh, visiting stuff. We like weren't really playing. Wow. Obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, get your minds out of the gutter anyway. Um, or maybe I should get my own mind out of the gutter anyway. So we, uh, we didn't really play much, but I did a few things like, um, that whole thing I talked about on my last trailer bite with getting the white kitten and trying to sell an auction house uh, was turning out to kind of be a bust because people were selling it for like only 20 or 30 gold and this thing should be going for like hundreds of gold. Oh, I'm going to talk, if you're, if you just stay around for another two minutes because I'm almost done anyway and uh, even if you don't want to listen to this, I have something else I wanted to say. Uh, I think I had something else I wanted to say. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, the cat wasn't selling for a lot on the auction house so I had to go through this and this like risky process of getting my alliance character to the booty bay auction house and logging in my girlfriend's character and getting her to the booty bay auction house and putting the kitten up for like i wanted it to be low enough so that i wasn't taking my girlfriend's like money off of her um but anyway i put the white kitten up for like a 10 silver buyout which was ridiculously risky because uh i waited three hours no, 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 that was the one I found randomly. The three-hour one was the one i gave her i explained all this in the last trial debate anyway uh so i had to like Put it, throw it up there, log off my alliance character real quick, log in her character, and quickly buy it off the auction house. So now my horde character has it, and I'm trying to sell it in the horde-only auction house for about, like, $250. Um, um, and, of course, I've already seen people are trying to undercut me, which is annoying. So I'm hoping to sell it and make at least a decent amount of gold just to get us through our next, like, 10 levels or so because <laughs> um, we're getting up there where even, like, 50 gold per character is not really that much, and I would want to spread out the gold amongst our characters on that server anyway uh so what was the other thing i was going to say um games i want to play in the upcoming week or so i want to finish world or at least play more world of goo i'll be playing more of the retro game challenge uh i might pick myself up another ds game i'm not sure i want want the uh, pokemon that is both together and i also want Korg D ds um which Alice talked about on a previous podcast, but I might just wait for Chinatown Wars. And I'm really hoping to start Killer7 soon. 
But I'm pretty sure we're recording this weekend, and I'm pretty sure I'll talk about more of this random-ass crap on there. But I gotta stop, because I only got a few seconds left. I don't know if there's anything else I wanted to say, but I, oh, I, watched, I saw Watchmen, it was pretty good. But read the book before you see the movie, is my opinion. Okay, bye.